Ja kuidas pikk. Amen, amen. That was, uh, that was fitting for what we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, our scripture this morning uh, will be coming from Ephesians, the sixth chapter, a very familiar passage of scripture, beginning with the 10th verse through the 18th verse. And in the Bible, uh, it's subtitled, the whole armor of God. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. 
and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all power and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You may be seated. We just came this morning to, to tell you that I declare war. I declare war on the devil. I declare war on Washington today. I declare war on everything that has attacked our families. I declare war on everything that has uh, disrupted what we know as normal. I just came by this morning to tell you, I declare war. When we look at this scripture, and it's uh, very familiar, and we always think about the Bible not being uh, relevant to our day's time. But when you think about what's going on in the White House right now, never in America's history have we had to battle against powers and rulers of darkness who have bought so much. And I just wanted to come by this morning to tell you on, on last week, if you, those of you that wasn't at 1045, buy that CD. Everybody got hung up last week when he talked about, uh, when he brought all the men to the altar, they was, that was such a touching moment to everybody. But something that he said way early in his sermon, uh, it has pricked my spirit ever since he said it. He said, we have lost our legacy of God being worshiped in our families. He was saying, who's going to take, be the one to take the next generation? But not only did he say it, but the part that he said that should have had all of us standing up there at the altar with our toes hurting was, he said, it is not the young people's fault that they don't know God. He said it's ours. Because as parents, we have, for some reason or another, accepted the fact that they have decided not to go to church. We have accepted the fact that they don't bring our grandchildren to church. And that is an indictment on the Christian. Our pastor preaches Sunday after Sunday, twice a Sunday, to nothing but already saved people. And we all got unsaved family members that we're not even talking to. Something's not right with that picture. Something is not right with that picture. We have to be able to go back and tell our children and our grandchildren that God is the same God of their grandmothers and their great-grandmothers and their mothers and their fathers. They have decided for some reason or another that God is not relevant in 2018. 
But I come to declare war that that is a lie. See, you have to be able to look back and tell your children that you know it was nobody but God that bought you as far as you have got. I think we done stopped talking about that. I think we done got stopped talking about that. We done f forgot to tell people that we used to be on welfare, but now we well off. We want people to think we've been all right, but we know that it was nobody but God that kept us. So you got to be able to look back and tell your children and your grandchildren, like me personally, I had a wreck one day. Car hit me. On the driver's side, I walked away without a scratch. So I know it wasn't nobody but God. I had a mother that when she was sick, like Job, her testimony was, though he slay me, I will still trust him. Because from the beginning, she kept telling us when she got sick, she was all right because she knew where she was going. We got to tell our kids and our grandkids that it's all right to serve God still. We can't keep sitting back, watching them being bombarded by everything and not say nothing. God done told us what to wear. He done told us what we need to be dressed for. But somewhere or another, we done lost that. We done come to church. We done changed it to come as you are. And some of the stuff that we come in, it makes it hard for the most righteous man to keep his mind on Jesus. Now, I'm not trying to knock nobody, but some things that we wear are not appropriate church wear. But us, trying to do everything as older people, are we going to cater to the young people, let them come as they are, it don't make no difference. It do make a difference. We have taught them to disrespect God and disrespect God's house. But today I declare war on that. We're going to start speaking up. If you got a daughter and she got something on that you don't think is appropriate church work, as a mother, as a grandmother, you need to tell her, baby, I don't know where you think you're going with that today, but it sure ain't to the church, I hope. See, we so busy trying to be politically correct about everything that we don't want to offend nobody, but we offending the most important person it is, which is God. And we all guilty. I mean, this sermon ain't, you know, it ain't just for you. It ain't, you know, it ain't just for me. It's for everybody. I have nine grandchildren, and none of them come to church. Something is wrong with that picture. I have three sons. No, they've been baptized and saved. But I let them Sunday after Sunday 
do everything but come to church. We got to start being like our parents. We got bought to church, kicking and screaming, but you was coming anyway. And I take that back. You could kick and scream till you got to that door, but by the time you got to that door, you done got slapped upside your head and you kind of you pretended like you wanted to be there even if you didn't. But all of this newfangled uh, thing, I ask my children, do they want to go? Where they do that at? As black people, when did we start doing that? When did kids start running kids? Uh, my family went on a vacation and they left, some, they left some kids with me. Probably was the worst week of their life. And everybody kept calling me like, how the kids doing? Now they said, the first thing they said, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. Because don't no kids run me. I said, now the kids is probably doing terrible. Because they not used to this. When I say something, I mean it. And I mean what I say. And the testimony might be, my sister went out of town this week. Her two girls went somewhere else. They like, please don't leave us with him. <laughs> my one son said, his kids said, oh, you said grandpa was mean, but who we, daddy? <laughs> but, you know, you just have to establish some kind of uh, rules and regulation, and you gotta, and you got to stick to them. We have, even though God has told us what we need to wear to be prepared. Instead of putting on his old armor, we done got it all twisted. Instead of the helmet of salvation, instead of us running around telling people that we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of salvation, we done replaced the helmet of salvation with quick weave, braids, fancy hats, We ain't telling nobody about God done bought us from a mighty long way. We act like none of us don't have a testimony. If you don't have nothing else, every Christian has a testimony. And we got to start shouting that. We got to start telling our kids that. Because I, I, I look back now over my life, all the things that I've been through, all the things that happened, and I can, like, I want to steal, I can steal from Bird. It was nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. I'm still trying to figure out how I went to a job. Started out in 1974, only making $291.50. Now I've been sitting home since 2005. Get more in a year in a pension than some people go to work every day. Don't tell me about God ain't real. Don't tell me God ain't, is not still a healer. We got to tell people that. We got to keep telling them that God still is who he says he is. When people want to argue with you about God, just tell them like uh, God told Moses. When people ask you who I am, say I am who I am. I ain't got to argue with about it. I am who I am, and I am sent me. You don't have to 
prove nothing to nobody. You don't have to make nobody believe nothing. And then uh, I just want to say, if you got family members and they unsaved and you telling them to come to church, then that's good. But if you know you got unsaved family members, unsaved children, unsaved friends, and you ain't never saying nothing to them about God, do you really believe God is who you say he is? Some things you ought to be able to look back in your life and be able to really say that you know it had to be a God. Sister Hamilton, stand up a minute if you can. I am 62. As a child, it seemed like every other Sunday they came into church and they said, pray for Reverend Hamilton. Sister Hamilton's not doing well. Sister Hamilton don't have long to be here. Sister Hamilton, if that's you standing there, just wave your hand. See, that's some real stuff. See, that's, you know, that's some, that's some stuff that you can look back on your life and see. Like I say, okay, now if I was a teenager when they saying she wasn't going to be all right, and now I'm 62, that means for 50-some years, God done did a miracle in her life. How many of y'all remember that? How many, some of y'all went back, how many of y'all remember that? Every Sunday they used to say, oh, Sister Hamilton, she ain't going to make it. Some of them same people talking about Sister Hamilton ain't going to make it. They been gone. Sister Hamilton's still here. God is who he says he is. And just like here in Ephesians, he just gave us, some, he just gave us a few things that's going to help us with our walk with him. First thing he talks about is truth. Loin your girth with truth. Well, in other versions, say the belt of truth. If you standing on truth, it don't make no difference what nobody got to say. You know, the Bible, everybody, Christians are getting attacked everywhere. Uh, in this little transportation service I do, I picked up a guy, and he, the whole time, all he wanted to talk about was, well, you know, I used to... My mama used to drag me to church, and you know I, I used to study the Bible. Do you, know, do you know all that stuff? It's not true. Do you know that they just made it up? Do you know you can look in the scriptures? And I'm just looking at him like, I don't know what Bible you've been reading, but everything that I see in the Bible that God said was going to happen, it happened. To me, that's truth. Now, you can call it whatever you want, or you can say what you want about it, but truth is truth. God said the season's going to come when they come. Now, seems like to me, as long as I've been here, spring comes when spring's supposed to come. Summer comes when summer comes. Fall comes when fall comes. Winter comes when winter comes. Now, you can't tell me that it ain't a God somewhere. Now, you can, see, you can believe all that stuff about it. it's just some made-up mess if you want to. But if you can look back and see everything that you've been through, all of the trials and tribulations that you've been through, all the times friends done walked off and left you, all the times when you didn't know how you was going to make it, and right in the nick of time, God stepped in. See, we got to step, we just got to start telling our kids that. We got to start telling them that I don't care what you do. 
Monday through Saturday. You don't even have to come to New Mission, but you need to go to church somewhere. See, God got a way that he will do what he needs to do to get your attention. And my niece, she wasn't coming to church for a while, and uh, so my sister decided to give her a little pep talk, and she told her, she said, you know what, so you act just like me. She said, every weekend I have everything to do but go to church. And then she said, uh, she said, and then my mama got sick. She said, God stopped me in my tracks. I wasn't as busy as I thought I was no more. And then she turned around, she told her daughter, she said, you know what? Uh, I'm your mama. So I guess if God got to get your attention, he got to do something to me. She said, oh, mama, oh, mama, don't, don't say that, don't say that. But uh, the point was, she was trying to get her to see that, you know, you need to be serious about, you know, about God. Because God don't need none of us. If every single one of us decide we're going to get mad and stay home on Sunday, don't never come another day in our life, God is still going to be God. God is still going to let day be day and night be night. God is still going to let the sun, the moon, and the stars shine in the sky. We are so unimportant to God, but we done got it twisted. We think that we are somebody that, you know, God needs. But especially if we not being witnesses for him, we are of no use to God. We can't keep coming Sunday after Sunday. A whole church full of, un, a whole church full of saved individuals and not inviting unsaved friends and family. We have to tell people that God is good. We have to tell people that God is a keeper. We have to tell people that God is a way maker. We have to tell people that, you know, God is a doctor in a sick room. We have to tell people that God is a lawyer in a courtroom. You can't be ashamed to tell people that you ain't always did what you were supposed to do and sometimes you might have gotten in a little trouble, but thanks be to God, he stepped in and fixed it for you. Quit being ashamed of what God done brought you through. You ought to be shouting it from the rooftops that I know that it was nobody, 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 nobody but Jesus that has kept me, nobody but Jesus that has bought me. And then he tells us that, you know, we need the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. You can't be a Christian and not be reading your Bible. They just don't go together. You ought to have at least one scripture that you know by heart. If you want to say your memory's bad, this, that, another, just pick something easy. If you don't remember nothing else, just tell somebody Jesus wept. It's scripture. <laughs> At least they'll know you're reading your Bible. 
But now y'all to have more, but I mean, just so you, like I said, there's no excuse for us to say that we don't know, that we don't know no word. But we have to be able to, uh, to stand and tell somebody that we done seen God at work. We done seen him at work in our lives. And you have to have the, the gospel of peace. The reason I think you need the gospel of peace, you know, put your feet with the gospel, because it don't make no sense for you to argue with nobody about if they believe or not. Just take it to them, and that's on them. If they don't want to believe, I said, now what kind of represent, representation of God you think you're trying to tell somebody about Jesus, they want to argue with you the next thing you know, y'all fighting and y'all arguing, and they ain't never coming to Jesus like that. Some things you just have to tell people and leave it in God's hand. You just have to leave it there. But we have to make sure, like I said, we have to make sure that we are doing our part. And then it tells us that the only way that we're going to be able to fight off these darts, the fiery darts, and the devil's going to send things our way. He's going to send things our way. But we got to have God to shield us. You just look back over your life and think about all the stuff that God didn't punish you for. Now, I didn't say what he punished you for. Look at all the stuff that he, did, you know, that he didn't punish you for that you know you should have got punished for. So you can tell people that you know he's merciful, you know that he's gracious, you know that he is patient. And then finally, the one thing that it said that all of us could do, if we don't do nothing else, we need to quit every time we talking to God, quit begging. God bless me. God give me. God help me. God please come see about me. God please. God please. God give me this. God give me that. I thank you because you did that. I, we got to start praying for individuals that we know don't know him. We might not be able to talk to them, but we can pray for them. We can pray for them every day. Every day, your prayer ought to include, after you thank God for letting you see another day, we ought to thank him for all of our family members and friends, especially the ones that don't know him, that he has continued to leave in the land of the living, giving them another opportunity. Then we ought to pray for our family members and friends. We know they know Jesus. We know that they know that uh, they God. We know that they've been baptized and saved. But then we ought to pray that God gives them a closer walk with him. Every Sunday, as terrible as things are right now, the church ought to be overflowing. If nothing else, we ought to be praying for uh, God to intervene in the situation in Washington. 
we always talk about the Bible not being relative. If you don't have evil in high places right now, then I've never seen evil in high places. And then what makes it so bad, even though they are evil, some of his cabinet members had the nerve to try to use the scripture to justify what they was doing. Oh, well, you know, the Bible says that you're supposed to be subject to people in, uh, to higher powers. Well, what about the other parts of the Bible? Well, God said, you know, love the poor, take care of the needy. What happened to that part? Love the God with all your heart and all your soul. And, all. and then the second command is to love your neighbor as yourself. What did they miss all of that part? The only part they picked out to help them for putting all these people's children in this thing is, well, it says that you're supposed to, in the Bible, <laughs> that you're supposed to be subject to rulers. But God also will check rulers. Maybe the Republicans need to go back in Jeremiah and see what God did to King Nebuchadnezzar. He thought he was all this. Got up one day talking about how great I am. Look at all a babbling that I got. I am the greatest. God sent the prophet to tell him. I'm going to show you just how nothing you are. <laughs> and he turned the man into a beast where he had to eat grass. <laughs> so God will humble them people in Washington when he gets ready. So don't worry about them. Because most of us, we ain't got to worry about that. If you are a true believer, God, you're not worrying and you're not caring about anything they do in Washington because God got you. If he done brought you this far, you can believe that he will take you the rest of the way. So as I take my seat today, I just want you to know that we need to declare war as a Christian. Everybody else is making their declarations on yesterday. They want to shut down downtown to have the gay pride parade. When are the Christians going to start parading that Jesus is still alive? When are the Christians going to stand up and say, my God is God still? When is the Christian going to stand up and say that he said in his word that in Isaiah, he even recognized himself that it was nobody like him? Because he said in Isaiah, whom shall you liken me to? That means he knew nobody wasn't like him. Then the songwriter, they turned around and they said, well, I looked all over. I couldn't find nobody. I searched high and low. I still couldn't find nobody. It's nobody like you. And we have to start shouting that from the rooftops. Our family members that are going through things right now, today we declare war on all our family members that Drugs have taken and destroyed their lives, even though we know that ain't the way they want to go. 
We declare war on the devil that has tried to take our children and fill their heads with all this foolishness about God not being relevant in 2018. The Bible that I read says that God is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. You got to start telling your kids that. You got to start telling them that the same God that bought their grandmothers, their great-grandmothers, their parents, he will bring them. And then you got to also tell them that, you know, God, he is patient, but sometimes God get tired too. You might want to come on your own because, you know, God can fix it so that the only place you will try to get to is church on Sunday. God can make it so rough in your life, you might not never attend prayer meeting, but God can put some stuff on you. You'll be coming here on, on Wednesday to prayer meeting asking the prayer circle to pray for you. God can put sickness in your life, and you can come around and you have to tell somebody, well, I heard, I heard that God was a healer. But when you get sick and he healed you, then it's a big, it's a big difference. Just like in the story of Job, Job said he heard about God. He knew about God, but now he had got to see it for himself. He's seen God take everything from him, then turn around and restore. He gave him more than what he had in the first place. We have to tell our children that if you got kids, you got a responsibility to make sure that they know about Jesus. Forget about all these iPhones and forget about everything else that they're doing. Forget about all this materialistic stuff that you're trying to give them. You need to give them something that's going to last. You need to give them Jesus. We cannot sit back and continually let these young people not come to church. Now, I'm not asking nobody their age, but if I'm 62, I know some people that are older than me, we're not going to be here forever. If we don't get these young people back in the house of the Lord, churches are going to start shutting down everywhere. They need to know that they need Jesus. So I'm declaring war today on anything that is obstructing the name of Jesus. I'm declaring war on the people in Hollywood that put all this foolishness on TV in prime time. Remember, remember the time when they wouldn't put nothing on that they thought was too bad? During that uh, time that they thought your kids was up, they tried to put it on at 10, 11 o'clock so your kids wouldn't see it. They put all this mess on in the middle of the day, first thing in the morning. And this is all they're getting bombarded with is all this foolishness all day long. I'm declaring war on this music industry that tries to tell our young kids that you got to shake this and drop that in order to be something. I declare war on the music industry that's trying to glamorize everything wrong that they're doing and saying that is right. The Christian needs to stand up today and say, I declare war in the name of Jesus. We're not trying to fight on our own, but we're coming in the name of Jesus. We have to make up our own mind that everybody that we know and our families that don't know Jesus, even if they start to hate the sin you come, you got to start telling them, I think you need to find Jesus. If you know Jesus, then you need to act like you know him. Because God is patiently waiting. 
He's been waiting. I know we all had times when we didn't come. We left and thought we could do whatever we wanted to do. But then God just kept on pricking, pricking your mind. Like I tell everybody, my, my worst in person was Miss Carter. When I wasn't in the church every Sunday, she had something to say. Boy, you know. Boy, you know. Every time I'll be looking at her like, Miss Carter, would you go ahead on with that mess? Ain't nobody trying to hear you. Then she would try to babble me, and I'd be like, okay, now, you know I've been to Sunday school and stuff. You can't out-babble me, Miss Carter. That one ain't going to work. But you know what God did? He didn't knock me down. What he did was he blessed me till I felt stupid not coming to the house. I'm like, now, what kind of God is this? I ain't doing nothing I'm supposed to do. But he just kept blessing me. You know, he don't, you know, he don't always use the same thing. He just kept blessing me. He just kept blessing me. He just kept blessing me. Like I said, I, I, I looked at a job, you know, with just a high school education I was able to go to at 18 years old, walked out the door. 48 years old, ain't never had to go to nobody else's job, never, because God is that good. See, can't nobody tell me what he won't do for you. I still ain't figured the math out. I still ain't figured out the math. I ain't, I ain't trying to figure it out. But I'm just glad that he done done what he done did. Even when the city decided, okay, well, the retirement system is messed up, so we going to suspend your cost of living for three years. I didn't miss Nan Mill in three years because God done already took care of me. What I had was already enough. I'm glad they're about to give it back, but I didn't suffer when they took it. We had to tell people that God is the only reason we have made it as far as we have. God is the only reason we have the little bit that we do have. God is the reason that when everybody else turned their back on you, you was able to keep your head up. God is the one that then brought some of you out of sickness when the doctors then said, ain't nothing else they can do. God is the one that has watched over your children and your children's children, even though they don't serve him. Now, that's enough to shout about right there. But today, we declare war that we're going to do as Christians everything we need to do to make sure that we're telling everybody about Jesus. If you're not ashamed, you need to tell somebody how he kept you. You need to tell somebody how he never left you. You need to tell somebody that when you was down to your last dime, not once or twice, but every time, he stepped in right on time. If you were single, you were a single mother, and God helped you raise your kids all by yourself. You need to tell some of these young mothers that's walking around here. Look here, girl. You ain't doing nothing. God bought me back from a mighty long time. Way before you come along, God stepped in and made sure me and my kids was all right. You need to tell them, you don't need no guy staying at your house, not doing nothing for you. When you got God that'll do everything for you. Don't go to them being critical, but go to them with your testimony. Tell them that you know for yourself, God is good. God is good. God has been good. God will continue to be good. In spite of us, 
whether we up or we down, right or wrong, everybody ought to be able to look back and see that God has been good to them. If you're out there today and uh, you don't know this guy that we're talking about, you need to come meet him. Because he really is the answer to any and all of your problems that you're going through. He really will step in right in the nick of time. You don't have to go to the Bible to find out what God done did. If the Christians will start opening their mouth, you'll see there's a whole lot of people that they wasn't always doing all right. They weren't always dressed from head to toe. They weren't always had a selection when they went to decide what they eat. They weren't always standing by the freezer or oh, what I want today. It was some times where they had to eat what they had in there. But now God done took care of them. He done made a way for them. They can eat whatever they want. You know, we done got so fancy now. It's like we don't want to eat chitlins because they're bad for your heart. We want to eat filet mignon and we want to eat steak. And we want to eat all that. But somebody in here, God both through on nothing but chitlins and beans. But we need to tell our kids that. That we ain't always having everything we got. We didn't get it on our own. It's because God has been merciful to us.